If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Thanks to ExpressVPN for supporting the instance. If you believe your data is your business, secure yourself. ExpressVPN will secure your privacy and protect your information. Go to expressvpn.com slash wow, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. Our actions are like ships which we may watch set out to sea and not know when or with what cargo they will return to port. Hello, one and all. Welcome to The Instance. This is The Instance, episode 400, sorry, 642. I don't know why I want to keep putting that four in front. What's that about, Garrett? What do you think that's uh, Angry chicken's in the fours. What are you, what are you doing, man? I don't know. We're in the 600s. I should enjoy it. Uh, sorry, 642 is the actual answer. And uh, furthermore, it is July 8th, 2021, or is it 9th? It's the ninth. It is the ninth. <laughs> Scott gets numbers wrong on today's episode of of Into the Next or Into the Instance. That, I get show titles did. wrong. Yeah, see what you did. Uh, hey, no, it's the ninth. Sorry, but uh, time's really burning past. Uh, we weren't here last week because of a uh, family reunion, and it was all nice and fun, and I enjoyed it. But as a result, I'm a little brain dead still. Just it's, still trying it's to catch summer, up. y'all. It's it's summer. We're not pod fading. We're we just have lives outside of this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got other things going on. Every summer is always a little tricky, but at the moment, uh, just feels a little overwhelming. But we're we're getting back to normal. It's really hot too, so we're getting know, back to normal just in time for me to go away. Yeah, that's right. Hurry up yeah. before the hurricane uh, stuff happens sooner than it's supposed to. Right? We got one this week it was a it was a baby that was pathetic we got more rain over the weekend from rando storms than we did from uh downgraded to tropical storm by the time it hit us elsa so okay and so when that happens you guys are like us with a snowstorm we just sort of blow it off but the rest of the country's like did you hear florida might have their first hurricane in late june early july and they freak out i I would i would consider boarding up for a category two i would consider it yeah i wouldn't even one and below like i don't even it does. It's not a blip on my radar. But I'm three like, and cool. above, like three to five, you're like, yeah, let's three. Board it up. I'm boarding up. Uh, right. Irma was a three, and we boarded up for that. It actually right. went up to a four, I think, by the time it made landfall. But uh, it it downgraded by the time it got to us. Yeah, my aunt Irma was a six. Just putting that out, out there. And I don't mean like yeah. So we yeah we didn't board up. We didn't do anything. I didn't. Even, we didn't even go grocery shopping. We're like whatever. We got we got we got some cans. If we lose power for a few days, we'll be fine. We've got some cans. <laughs> we got some cans. <laughs> I got gas in the car. Yeah. Go down to go down to mom and dad's if it gets real bad. It'll be fine. Yeah, you got family stuff. around. That matters. That's good. Yeah. I've it's got a, fine. I've got a brother in law who can build anything. I got a friend with a million guns. I got like all whatever happens, zombies come. I'm gonna probably <laughs> Let me go straight to the who's got the most bullets. Yeah. I'm For going to bullet farm. Society eventually collapses. Yeah. I'm going to bullet farm covered. guy in case of zombies. If it's a bad, it's a natural storm, I'll go over to Builder Guy's house. I got the answer out. for all of that is my parents' house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the boxes are checked. I was going to say, you've got one stop only. Uh, that's awesome. Oh, well, yeah. uh, welcome to the show, everybody. We're glad to have you here. Now, many of you have had 
some anticipation since we last spoke about possible announcements of changes coming to the show. We've teased it a bit on the show. I've talked about it offline. I've talked about it on other shows. And we are indeed going to make some changes to the show. They're probably not as drastic as some of your imaginations uh, would allow. I've had people come to me and go, so you're just going to turn this into a Final Fantasy XIV show, aren't you? No. We're not. Not with me on the show. Not with Garrett yeah, here. That, that's for damn sure. Yeah, he doesn't care about that game. Uh, some of you have suggested that uh, we were going to announce today that the show would go away. I mean, basically, we did come to a crossroads, and I would say that the three roads that lead from there were the following. End it, pretend it, or change it. And I'll tell you what we ended up with, but we did not end up with end it. All right? 15 years the show's been on the air. A myriad of co-hosts. I know a couple are maybe lurking in the chat right now, ex-co-hosts. An uh, amazing run of people. Well, at least one. I shouldn't say a couple. I, I know of I one. Say, I'm only aware of one. Who yeah. else is, there's, there's is, only is Andrew back there? Yeah, that's Andrew, only one. Dude, Andrew's not in up? there. Those other chuckleheads aren't there. Patrick's asleep or trying to because his baby cries all night. Who knows? Uh, but since coming on the air in January of 2006, we are... 15 years on, folks, that's a long time for any show. I think we've broken some record. There has to be a record. Maybe at some point those Guinness people will come around and I'll say, yo, we talked about World of Warcraft for 15 years. That must be something because they'll do records for anything now. If you tell them you you (laughs) ate 15 boxes of animal crackers, they'll put you on the list. It's fine. They don't care. Uh, What a boring thing to eat 15 boxes of. Sorry. I agree. No, I completely agree. Although I used to love those and I do kind of miss them. And now that I'm kind of off sugar, I'd take If somebody said to me, hey, a miracle cure just happened where your blood sugar is normal. Do you want to just eat a big box of animal crackers? Yes. Yeah. Hell yes. I would eat that. When I'm trying to cut down on on, uh, store-bought sweets, I pop my own popcorn and and, and do a light glazing of honey. That's what I do. That's because you are smarter than me at age 35. That's that's Four. that's what I do. haven't done it in a while. 34, uh, 35. Yeah. Where are you at now? Where's your what's your how old am I now? 34. I had to think about that for a second. All right. 34 is a good year because I'm you're still young enough. Middle to, of the 30s. Yeah. Next, <laughs> just just January. Hauling towards 40. Well, all right. So that gives you a little bit of background. The history of the show. You guys know it. Those of you who've been listening for a long time, you've been here. And this week, boy, howdy. Let, let's, let's quantify it by my age. When I started listening to this show, right. I was 18 years old. Right. I am now 34 years old. Yeah, think of that. See, that puts it in perspective. When I started this show, I had a five-year-old. I now have a 21-year-old. Okay? Oh, shit. Like, time has flown in a way that no one quite expected. And we've been here since, you know... Right before the Encourage business, and here we are in Shadowlands. It's a long time to be covering the singular game and surrounding Blizzard properties. And uh, we came to this crossroads. Now, one of them was to end it. We didn't decide to do that. We're not ending it. I won't say it wasn't discussed, because that'd be a lie. But we talked about it. Oh, yeah. No, we, we, yeah. we everything was, every option was on the of table. Of course, you have to do that, or else you're just ignoring There were, were, there were certain the ones that I was like, no. No, I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Like, but, I, but I feel almost everything we discuss, we we entertained for at least. Oh yeah, least sure. A day or you two. have to do that. You got to do some of that stuff. And second option was pretend it, and by that I mean that's just a fun way of saying, "Hey, it's all good, and it's we're exactly as invested in WoW as we've ever been." I don't know that I've ever been more excited to play 
than than every other time I've loved playing. Like, just keep pretending. I, I, I take issue with this because it feels like we considered lying to the listeners. <laughs> well, that's true. We didn't consider it. This was never on the table, really, for me. But it may have been. I think if we, you look we called that one "stay the course." So just keep doing what doing what we're doing. Yeah, doing what we're doing and that, trying our best. And unfortunately, a lot of that meant. Doing what we're doing means that we do stay, because that's the thing, we do stay honest with our coverage. And so what happens is, when things are really in kind of a, a low dip for uh, for World of Warcraft or Blizzard in general, we end up having to talk around that or talk to that, and we do that through how we're feeling about it. And often, lately, a lot of negative stuff. It's hard to avoid it. It's just how it is. And it doesn't mean we're going to avoid negative things in the future. I don't believe in that either. But the show, had we stayed that course, was a lot of negativity and a lot of sort of, uh, nine one didn't do it for me. And, uh, this new, um, this new cinematic is, you know, a little too predictable. I mean, it would have been a lot, a lot more of that stuff and a lot less of like, say the glory days of wrath of the Lich King, where we couldn't find anything to do nothing but praise about. And there was a constant source of news happening and it, you could do five instances a week and you'd still have stuff to cover. We're not there anymore. Those days don't exist anymore. And I don't mean any of this in a pejorative way. I just think 15 years is a long time. And I think that's a long time for us, but it's also a very long time for the game of World of Warcraft. And its singular position in the industry is being the hot MMO for the longest. And not only that, but having all this periphery of blizzardness that fed into it and created sort of a lively content machine that stuff has slowed considerably and in the last year or so really considerably and you could say well maybe some of that's the pandemic maybe some of that's just general attitudes maybe some of that's i don't know um we are not here to say this is blizzard's fault wow's fault any of that because i don't feel that way um what i will say though is for a show to be frequent and full of passionate discussion, we need to be feeling that passion to have that discussion. And it won't happen as much moving forward if all it is is waiting for a patch, thinking we might like it, maybe we don't. Scott got hooked on doing alts for a while. Okay, still not really interested in competitive dungeon runs, so we're not really I, I feel like you got again. hooked on alts for like two expansions. Oh, I do this all the time. <laughs> and I'll do it again. I'll do it again. Whatever the next WoW expansion is, I'll get completely hooked. Some phase of it will be me nonstop alting, and it's just how this is. And it's totally fine. I do this with other games as well, but... But anyway, you kind of get my idea. I don't want to overexplain it, but that that was kind of where we were at. So we opted for the third path, which is we opted to change it and change it. We will. And in ways that I think are going to be positive for both the listenership and certainly for us. Um, so what led us here? Our tastes have changed. The MMO space has changed and evolved with it. Uh, this includes a lot of things that aren't even traditional MMOs, really. Uh, Garrett, Garrett keeps using this word, uh, games that make you grind. And I, and, and again, not the pejorative sense of grinding, like games that you really get invested with. Like, I want to keep progressing. I want to keep doing the thing. Just one more quest, one more turn, one more, whatever, one more raid, one more dungeon that, that the, the selection of games that drive us in that way has blown up in great uh, measure due to Blizzard themselves and, and to the success of World of Warcraft. Like a lot of that stuff owes the seeds of their success to the model that was established by Blizzard. Yeah, I've really been thinking about just like about games we grind. And that phrase has been 
etched in my brain. Um, right. And then the other thing, the other thing in my brain is just been thinking of it like post wow. Right. Right. Like the way I, <laughs> the way I think of punk genres, like post hardcore, mm-hmm. I think of, because uh, so much of our conversation with our, our listeners, the ones that, that, that talk to us the most, the, the trend I've seen is, is that, right. Uh, they're all playing uh, wow. And, yeah. Or wow, or or played wow, and are now playing other things, but for some reason still listen to the show. Right. And I think of that very much is of the as the the post wow umbrella. Yeah, I think that's fair. And like it's, if you at one point were yeah. really into it, what are you playing now? Right. What are you enjoying? Where are our interests traveling? Right. And and that world has just exploded. It's impossible not to notice where the entirety of the gaming industry is right now compared to where it was in two thousand and four. It's just not even remotely the same and as a result having been there through every step of that all the way up till today you know some of this just started to be writing on the wall um the larger market of mmos ser- games as a service bigger topics around those games wow included i think that stuff is underserved as uh as a, as a not as a not as a genre but as like a sort of a part a throbbing part of the industry they tend to get overlooked a little bit in terms of overall coverage. And I think we can bring some of that to it. Um, wow has, or wow as a singular focus along with other Blizzard stuff around it is no longer holding down the Ford every week. It just isn't. I wish it was, but it isn't. And we need to put our heads where our passions are. So we're going to talk about why, why we've made this change and really what it's doing. I'll give you a visual metaphor. All we're doing is pulling the camera out, a few inches for a broader look at the bigger picture instead of being focused entirely here, you know, and we always have little offshoot conversations about stuff that's been true since the show started way back in 06. If somebody mentioned, Oh, by the way, I played the new call of Cthulhu game back in 2006. We would talk about that for a minute. No big deal and move on. Um, when big stuff would happen around blizzard, starcraft two's release and so on, we would have, the inevitable conversations about those things and the inevitable couple of listeners are like, you cannot veer from the perfect straight line. That is world of Warcraft. Do not deter. Beep, 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 boop. Right. Those exist. I know today those people are going to exist in a larger number. It's okay. I want to say to those people right now, if so far what we've said, and we haven't even said a lot yet is offending you or pushing you away or making you go, well, that's the last straw. If they're not talking about wild, I'm not interested. I get it. Totally get it. Totally support you. Big, huge thumbs up, pat on the back. It's all good. Totally understand. Uh, None of this is meant to be adversarial or to put anybody in position to have to defend themselves or any of that stuff. Just want to make that clear because the WoW community can be a little on fire sometimes. And we would like not to add to that fire if we can possibly avoid it. All right. I mean, I do like dumping gasoline, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, in real life, I'm all about putting gas on stuff. Yeah, we're... it to me, it's the natural evolution of the show. We're just we're going further in the direction the show had already been heading because we had, I mean, for years before I got here, you mm-hmm. were doing general Blizzard coverage. Yeah. So, well, and in, in some to, ways, in some ways, this is just the this is the completion of some of those earlier attempts because in, in those earlier attempts, I was like, there's not enough here for just a sh- we can't do a show every week where there's not a lot going on in let's say Warlords of Draenor, a real dry spot during that, and. Yeah, so, so like unless you some, were yeah. like I don't know a competitive arena player or something, if you were going to dive that deep into very specific parts of the game, it was just difficult. Yeah, and that's 
instances in my experience as a lifetime fan of the show it's never really been that yeah for a lot of people it won't anyway and a lot of people are hearing this going yeah well this is already what i get out of the show anyway um because yeah. we get like you you alluded to it but i got i don't know I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna peel the curtain back and say a little bit and say, y'all, we're both and Scott definitely a little nervous. Oh yeah, totally. And, and nervous what I want to say is, I don't, I don't think you need to be, man. I well, think, I know, I know. I think the show has, the show has naturally evolved. I agree, but it's 15 uh, years old. You. There's a lot of expectations about a 15 year old property of any kind, and and so it's intense. It's a little bit like, uh, I don't know. The thing is, we're not even. We're not even talking about a drastic change. It's not that much of a change. It really is just that camera pulling out a little bit, looking at the broader picture. And instead of every week trying to suss through five things that maybe World of Warcraft tried to do during the week and making content out of it, instead we're like, whoa, did you hear what happened over there? What? Oh, well, ESO did this thing, or Final Fantasy did this thing, or Destiny's doing this thing, or Valheim, or Lost Ark, or Diablo 4, or Fallout 76, or... Whatever stuff is happening and going on. Yes, in, all of that except Fallout 76. Well, as an example, <laughs> we don't have to ever talk about it. But my point is like, no, get, I look get, forward to you explaining to me Fallout 76 like I'm five because I have never paid attention to that game. Games as um, a but, games as a service, games as a as a as a grind, games that keep you coming back, whether they're a paid monthly thing or they're not. They're free to play, whatever. I mentioned Lost Ark, for example. That thing is highly anticipated. Been five years that that thing's been brewing to come over here. It's finally going to come. Like there's, there's stuff to talk about around that thing, which was a smash hit in like Russia, South Korea, South, it's Korean developed, but huge over there. And we're about to get it. Um, and it'll be interesting, uh, you know, an interesting game to talk about, but there's other, there's other stuff in the milieu of this that interests us. It isn't just the week to week patch notes. I'm not interested in that anymore. I don't want to do that anymore. What instead I want to do is one week go, Hey, what about sound and music engineering? Who can we have on to talk about that? We've done a lot of that in the past with you know some Blizzard folks, but now we can reach out a little further and still have Blizzard folks on, but also have somebody on from Bungie who is in charge of music and sound or have somebody on from whatever, some other developer. Talk about these broader, more interesting kind of industry-wide things that are less single game specific and broader fun topics that we're going to get into. So bigger picture industry stuff. And by the way, someone needs to keep a big fat eyeball on these new X Blizzard startups. Like we want to know immediately as much as we can about stuff coming out of Dreamhaven, stuff coming out of Bonfire, stuff coming out of Lightforged, whoever it is, Frost Giant, all these game gamers, second, second breakfast dinner. or second breakfast? First dinner. Dinner. I forget. Second Some dinner. Hobbit bullshit, right? That's second breakfast is Hobbit. Yeah. Uh, second lunch is not a thing. Uh, and second dinner <laughs> it doesn't is exist. making a Marvel game. Second lunch doesn't exist. Oh, contraire. That's why I have to have a tracker on my arm. Anyway. <laughs> the second lunch is when I eat more Doritos than I mean to before dinner. Yeah. So my <laughs> my fat eyeball is uh, is very excited about all of those goings on. And we want to be here and ready to not only discuss them, have people on, talk to people on the teams, get really nitty gritty with what their projects are. Um, and that includes, by the way, Blizzard. This is the whole point. This isn't moving away from Blizzard. This is pulling back and saying, you know, Blizzard's got a place right here and it's a big prominent place and there they sit and we are there for them. In fact, later today, we're going to blow your mind with a very Blizzard discussion is our main topic. But around that, all this periphery that's that's popping up around it, that's super interesting for us. We're passionate. Which is we're really the, the springboard for all of this. We were looking at that going, ooh, yeah. ooh, so many new studios that are not Blizzard but are, you know, cut from that cloth. Right. Um, 
but also they're not going to have a game for a long time. Yeah. So really good point. Like bonfire. We haven't heard shite from bonfire and I would love to know what they're doing, except all you ever hear about it are ice cream socials and freaking D and D games or whatever. So I want to know what's going on over there. We're Um, excited. We were excited about the potential of casting a wider net. And so essentially what we did was ask ourselves like, why don't we just cast that wider net now? And so here we are casting casting a wider net. net. Yeah. We're out on the front of the boat. We got the net in hand. We got three or four, we have two of us th- holding the, the net and throwing it. And by the way, this doesn't exclude Patrick from anything. The minute he can do it, he, and the minute it makes sense for his international schedule to be back on here, he'll probably be thrilled because he ain't playing. If around. Twitter is to be believed, I think it'll be possible after uh, uh, de-pacifying uh, <laughs> his child. Oh, him, himself, I thought you were going to say, yeah, but yes, his child. Well, I mean, may, I mean, maybe, uh, yeah. maybe. He's I, a busy, I, busy father of the two little dudes, li- little kids, little boy and little girl. So I understand why Swampy is or how Swampy is, but... That door is, of course, always open, and he has a lot to say about a lot of this stuff, and he's not playing Warcraft and doesn't get excited about it anymore, so he'd be perfect for uh, some sort of return after pacification is passed by the... Uh, I'm, I'm in a big wow lull right now, too, so I am I am welcoming this with, with open open uh, gaming hands. Yes. So, For the love of God, I want to talk about something else. Right. And we're going to do it. <laughs> so here's the other thing. Um, I know what this means for many of you. I kind of uh, talked about it before, but I'll say it again. We get a lot of people that don't play WoW that listen to this anyway. Chances are you're going to like this even more. All right, so you're still around. Some of you only want WoW and WoW only, and we get it. No offense if you leave. I get it, okay? Seriously, no no harm done there. Um, there's an opportunity here for new listeners, people who either haven't checked the show out because they're like, well, I don't care about Warcraft. This is not like, you know, when Core made its change, um, it was kind of a microcosm of what is happening to the instance. Core was focused entirely on Heroes of the Storm and other Blizzard property. Blizzard got to a point where they were kind of like, nah, we're not really going to do this anymore. And they pulled out of the pro scene and they scaled way back and fired a bunch of people. And to us, that was signaling that like, "Eh, yeah, the content tree is going to run out here. And there are other capable shows, including Into the Nexus, who are covering this just fine. So we're going to do that. I would argue Heroes of the Storm is easier to do a weekly show about than World of Warcraft. Well, I would agree too. There's more, <laughs> there's actually more regular content happening for that game, which is so crazy. But, but anyway, uh, as a result of that, we turned that show into like a, Hey, here are all the many games we're playing and we cover more news on that show. And it's more of a, I don't know, a, a general discussion about the entire industry consoles, everything else. So couldn't be happier before that is, by the way, because that gained a ton of new listeners once we opened it up and we stopped saying, hey, this is the one game we talk about. And it's the fastest growing thing on the network right now. So I'd like to get the instance back in the race. I'd like to see it growing again because it doesn't and it hasn't for a while. Again, the game hasn't grown that much. Neither is the show. It's kind of makes sense, right? So I understand how that's going to go for a lot of people. And those new listeners may like that opportunity to see this bigger space and to look at it from our perspective. All right, so here's what you can expect in the coming weeks, all right? Coming days and weeks, let's say. Shows remain weekly. That's still the plan. Um, Garrett's got some vacation coming up, so it's all a little bit weirdly timed, but I'm going to try to get a couple of guests in for the next two Fridays. Um, But expect Fridays to continue to be the day we do the show. Uh, The content will evolve with time. Not every segment will stay or leave or come or, you know, we don't know yet. Some of that stuff is still in the works, and I want it to happen organically, so we're going to do that very thing. We're going to be moving our support system to a an actual Patreon soon. Um, it doesn't mean it doesn't really affect those who are currently uh, part of the support system. Once that happens, you can jump over, and not you're not going to pay both. It's not like a double thing at all. Um, when that goes into effect, I'll make sure to let those people know and give them that opportunity, and then new people will know as well that we we want and hope to fund the show through you 
and us, us doing great content, you appreciating it, deciding it's worth throwing a couple of bucks at uh, on an episode base, episode by episode basis. So watch for that coming up soon. Um, the site's the same, the name's the same, the logo and some of that will probably change, but all our socials and all our stuff, wherever you find it, wherever you sub for your podcast, all that kind of stuff, no changes there. No one has to, I don't want you guys to have to do anything. I don't want you to have to do anything other than the people who are like, I'm done, click unsubscribe. Great. Those who subscribe, great. That's just as easy. But for anybody who's already in here and you don't want to go anywhere, no added work for you. Okay. That's the goal. So yeah, there's that. Uh, I want to share a quick quote that I got today from one Chris Metzen, former Blizzard luminary and friend of the program. By the way, everything he talks about with his book coming out is freaking so exciting sounding. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait. And we'll probably cover a bunch of that on the show too. But anyway, uh, Chris Metzen, now part of War Chief Gaming, uh, I told him we were going to do this today. And his response to me via text was, that sounds legit, Scott. A lot of flavor out there. That's awesome. So... If Chris likes it, who are you not to like it? Is what I'm saying. Are you are you telling people they have to like it? No, Chris likes it? I'm that's just a, saying a it's a strategy. nice endorsement. That's all. I'm not saying that they don't have to like anything they don't want to like. Can we can we make that like? A, can we print a box so that we can have a back of the box quote? <laughs> yeah, why not? Are we going to do a box version, or you want it all digital? What do you want to do? We haven't talked about that. Chris Metzen likes this idea. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and the thing, by the way, this thing I played at the top of the show, where is it? Our actions are like shit. That thing, that's a quote about change. It's an ancient 1700s quote from some dude I don't know, and it's about change. So for those who are confused about today's little bumper buzzer at the top, that's what's going on there. All right. Garrett, anything to add before we actually do some of our prepared content today? Uh, Just that I'm excited to do some of our prepared content. Oh, good. That's fantastic, because boy, howdy, do we have that. Why didn't it play? All right, let's take a look at uh, some side quests today. For example, did you know, this is crazy, Assassin's Creed might end up being a game as a service. Now, hold on before you all freak out because everyone's been doing nothing but freak out about this. I'm not sure I'm anti or pro this yet, but I am open to seeing what ends up happening. They confirmed a game called Assassin's Creed Infinity and said it is coming. This is after a leak of that information scooped up by... Not Forbes. Who? Where does Jason Schreier hang his hat now? I forget. He did it. Oh, uh, I don't know. Not Forbes. The other one. The con- Some other paper. Whatever it is. Everyone else has picked it up since then. But basically, he leaked this information. Uh, somebody there had, you know, he had gotten to him through one of his sources. And they uh, confirmed it. And they came out and actually made a quote. Very little information given out. But I thought it might be fun for us to bounce this around. And this feels like a game. That if they do it right, a bunch of people will want to throw their grind time at. And it fits nicely under our new umbrella. So, let's talk about it for a second. Aside from revealing that the new game is coming, Ubisoft didn't address whether it would be a live service uh, and what they would add to it, like, you know, quests, features, any of that stuff. Like Fortnite, uh, you know, what's the model? We don't know. Uh, But instead, the announcement focused on a joint studio effort to evolve the game series. And this is a quote from... Ubisoft's uh, Natalie Beauchard. She is the managing director currently of the company. And she said this, uh, rather than continuing to pass the baton from game to game, we profoundly believe this is an opportunity for one of Ubisoft's most beloved franchises to evolve in a more integrated and collaborative manner that's less centered on studios and more focused on talent and leadership, says Natalie. Uh, They did not. She did not. No one over there has shared any game features or release date or any of that stuff. 
Um, one would think they've been on the every other year boat here for a bit. Well, that's not true because Origins happened, or Origin rather, happened two years after the French one that was bad. And then everyone loved Origin. And then two or no, one year later, we got Odyssey. And then two years to Valhalla, which is the current game. Um, one would expect maybe another year before we saw what this is. Um, but this, I, I would like to uh, understate something. This has the Assassin's Creed audience in a frenzy. Uh, mostly people going, bad idea, don't do it. This series is all about single player, this and that, and we don't want some big you know, thing with lobbies of a bunch of players and raids and all this all this stuff. They're, they're equating it to Destiny. They're equating it to other games of, of its like. Some have even said this sounds like an MMO without a without a subscription. And my answer to that is well, we don't know. Maybe it is intended. Yeah, to, to me, I, my answer is this sounds vague enough to be anything. Yeah, um, kind of. Yeah, very early days. Don't but. you think? Don't you think this is basically like? I mean, let's just we're going to be all guesswork here from here on on this. But here's what I picture: the Animus. It's the big thing everyone hates in these games. But it's this kind of the whole. I love it. Well, some people like. I shouldn't say everyone. I don't want to talk for everybody. But a lot of people are like. Ugh, get me out of the animus. Let's let's get back to on the ground and in the year 800 BC and play the damn game. I'm kind of one of those. I like the historical settings. I like the characters within that. And when they start getting all futury, especially when they go to the future and you get out of your pod and walk around and do stuff, I hate that stuff. It takes me out of the game. However, it would make sense in this infinity environment to say. Well, the hub is the future thing, and you're choosing to go to ancient Italy. You're choosing to go to ancient yes. Rome. You're choosing it to is, go it, these places, right? It is a perfect tee-up for connective tissue between yeah. additions, expansions, patches, whatever whatever form updates to this this Assassin's Creed game as a service is. Yeah. Um, it makes a lot of sense to me. Now, I'm coming from a place of like... Uh, once we were off of the well, the one exception being Black Flag, but once we were out of the the like the Desmond Arc, I fell off. I'm one of the weirdos that yeah. prefers old Assassin's Creed. Mm, um, you are. Weird. I am not a big fan of the new way they do it. Uh, I'm not a big Dark Souls fan. I don't like trigger melee combat. Oh, interesting. That's an interesting way to to describe it. I mean, I wouldn't yeah, call it Souls like. It is not my jam. I realize that at least the vibe I get is that I'm in the minority. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've loved the last three uh, quite a bit and played through most of them. I never seem to finish these games, but I play a ton of it. And same with Valhalla, and I really like it. It's probably my favorite of the three, although I really liked Origin a lot in terms of its setting. But I feel like they may have bled everything out of what they're going to do with those. Like that model of what those three new newer games do that's different than the older games, they're kind of, I feel like they've done what they're going to do. So we are at a point where you got to kind of pick a new direction. And part of me says, well, why not this? Why not a bolder, bigger, broader idea? Some would say yeah. we, we had a really we had a we had a discussion like this similar last night on core. But basically, it came, came down to or is it a little too little too late? Like, are they trying to jump on board of a genre or of um, of an audience capture that is already hard to do and is already established with a number of games that kind of have their niche? And there's not a lot of room for new niches. And if you don't nail it on launch day, like the Avengers, like, or sorry, Avengers. And what was the other one that, oh, um, 
Uh, are you saying Anthem. Avengers is an example of nailing it on launch no, day? No, no, I'm it? saying they're a bad example okay. of not doing it right. Oh, okay, all right, there yeah. we go. All and right. same, same with Anthem. Day. Anthem's the other example I would I would go to. These games had yeah. a way better chance had they nailed it on day one instead of going, well, yeah, we're kind of launching broken, but don't worry, in a couple of years, this will all work out. This doesn't happen. doesn't work anymore. So do they even want to take that risk? Like, that seems insane to me. I mean, if anyone could, I, I mean, I think Ubisoft also has an example of of not landing it and then eventually making it work with with Rainbow Six Siege. Um, that game launched uh, to middling success and then became an, an esports juggernaut because they kept working on it. Yeah. Um, and Ubisoft has, uh, I, in my opinion, uh, I have, I think of Ubisoft as as the type of studio that will just keep iterating until it works, until it is worthy of your playtime. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whether, whether like, I, I want to be very specific that when I say I fell off Assassin's Creed, like, I don't think it is objectively bad. I think it is a, a control set that I don't personally like. Yeah. They cl- it clearly has worked for a lot of people. Right. right. Um, I, I think they, 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 they had to change. Assassin's Creed was getting long in the tooth. They needed to do something different and they've already, uh, breathed new life into, the franchise right. with how they change things up with origin. And, and, and I think they could do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know to me. I, don't know, I wouldn't consider myself like an Ubisoft fan by any means, but like they've, they've got so many different things out there and I think they're all of decent quality that like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, Ubisoft is fine. They might like, figure I, it I don't out. Know. I kind of, I kind of trust them. Yeah, I trust them on this. I feel like they might be able to figure it out. I feel like there's some possibilities here. There are some neat ideas that just started kind of popping up in my head. But the truth is, we don't really know what they're doing, and I would caution people not to get too riled up until they know. But that's never stopped gamers before, so I guess. Yeah, and I, I think the fiction, like you said, I, th- I think the fiction of, of Assassin's Creed, like it already has a, a connective tissue between its very, very different period pieces of each game. Yeah, like it makes all the sense in the world to me to just be like. I mean, for crying out, like going way back, like why the hell do we have like four Assassin's Creed twos, like or three? I forget how many direct sequels Assassin's Creed two had. Well, hold on, we had that two? could have been one game, and you just buy DLC for it, or they just patch it and add these new chapters. So we had two, then we had Brotherhood, then we had Revelation. Uh, I guess it's those three, yeah. But yeah, they haven't done yeah. that since. There's no, uh, you know, yeah. Origins. I look at this or- and go, this is what I've been hoping for Call of Duty for since like. We got Modern Warfare Two the first time. Yeah. <laughs> We're probably going to get another Modern Warfare Two. Yeah, but um, it it just <laughs> makes to me it makes a lot of sense. It's like, well, if, if your controls don't change that much, yeah, what? Why not? Why yeah. not make it a service? Yeah, that's what I say. Maybe also maybe this new thing will be a return to the Assassins part of it. Like I will admit, as much as I like Valhalla and before it Odyssey, the assassinating part, the stealth part, which I really like in these games has become less and less important. It's still there. You can certainly sneak around and do whatever you want, but it's just not important anymore into the game. Um, you can progress entirely without it. If you want to just go hack and slash your way through, you know, the English countryside as an angry Viking, you, you can and probably should. That's kind of what Vikings are doing, right? They don't, they're not known for sneaking around corners and, and shanking somebody while they're not looking. But I love that part of the game. So one would hope, in a service like this, I could get back to some of that, some good old-fashioned stealth kill gameplay. I was one of the people that loved uh, Brotherhood and also Revelation. I guess they had a version of it. Their um, uh, their multiplayer mode, which was basically Among Us with good graphics. It was like, try to find out who the imposters are in the crowd and seek them out and stab them while they're not looking. It was really fun, and I was bummed when they quit doing that. 
Um, but maybe I, maybe I a never service like this with it. But. Oh, it was so <laughs> cool, dude! I'm interested to hear that that's what you would describe it, was it as. So cool! It was really fun. Oh my gosh, it was fun. It was just like a one of the most intense, cool well, ideas. Yeah, you cracked it, dude. They were like, "Oh crap, we basically had Among Us. We need to bring this online again, oh, uh, so we can try and cash in on that." Yeah, Figured and maybe out, maybe they're doing uh, Assassin's Creed is now an Among Us game. That's that's the clickbait <laughs> right there. I mean, think of it this way: so if you're if you look at something like I don't know, Destiny. Destiny's got solo PVE, group PVE, raid style PVE, and then a whole PvP thing. Like when you do a game as a service and it's full of co-op, which I have to assume this is going to have, and lots of lots of solo content as well. And if they don't, that's a mistake. So there's a huge mistake if it's not solo friendly. It's got to be because that's what people come to these games for. They want to play it their own way. The, the city is a puzzle. I want to con- I want to conquest the city in the way I want to do it. And I want story beats and all of that. If they strip all that out there or make that stuff irrelevant, that'll that will not work in my opinion. Um, but if they can do that, handle the multiplayer needs where it's PVE content and then some kind of PVP that's worth it. You might have a package I would buy into and buy buy into it could be free to play and we buy cosmetics. I mean, we don't have any idea what their plan is this way uh, in that regard. We don't know how they're going to pay for it. We don't know if it'll be a base game destiny sort of situation where for a while you pay for stuff, but eventually it's free to play. Like who knows where this thing goes, but um, I would be skittish if I were them. They've got their, their battle Royale game. I forgot the name of it. It's like red monkey or something, whatever it is. Um, who's, uh, who's playing that? Anyone playing what? the U- Ubisoft, uh, uh, battle Royale game that you can get for free on the Ubisoft client. You don't even know about it. Do you Garrett? You don't even know what that I, game is. They, they, I did not know they had a battle Royale. They totally have a battle Royale. Oh, game. Look at Hi- Hyperscape. Hyperscape. That's it. That's what Google tells me. This is the and first it's not of bad. It. <laughs> it's not bad. It's a, it's an okay, you know, competent one of these, but it's late. It's so late to the game that nobody thinks about it. They just, you know, Apex was almost too late and they got in right in the wire, I think. And they've stayed pretty strong. Anything after that, I guess Warzone, but then Call of Duty's a juggernaut. You can't stop that from happening. It's not like you go to Ubisoft for your shooter needs normally. So I feel like this is just a little scary on that front. Um, but you could have all kinds of cool stuff. Like imagine an entire bunch of content that is just nautical. You're in your ships. You're out having freaking ship to ship warfare, and you're you're almost you know you almost got a little pirate game going. Like there's opportunities here. But I, I, I'm nervous about it. So we'll see what happens. I don't know what people want out of those franchises anymore. So so I'm probably, you know, as a player of those games, I know what I want, but I know it's vastly different. You wanted more Animus. You might get more of that. Other players would be like, no, I want more, like, stuff with a... I want Ezio. More Ezio, please. And maybe they'll give you that. And will we play these titular characters, or will they now be like NPCs in the game, heroes in the game? You know, will you make a dude at level one MMO style and build him up to level 50 and talk to Ezio about having to go back to the animus and take out some dude from Odyssey. Like, like how, how meta are they going to get? I don't know. I'm okay. I'm very on board with what you just described for the record. <laughs> I like didn't that, really think yeah. about it that way, but it does make a lot of sense. You like the crossover. Um, you think the crossover would be key here for all those games to kind of meet in the middle and hang know, out. I I, I, Assassin's Creed is, I think a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Um, but with how much change up there has been as far as like the character you're playing, I, I think you could absolutely have a, you know, build your own character Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. And I think I'd play it. 
Yeah, with sure. how much customization there's been basically since since uh, Origins, like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. It's, it's big. It doesn't seem like a crazy next step to me. It doesn't, this does not seem out of left field at all. There's no insanity to anything we're saying. Everybody likes to keep their data safe. I mean, I shouldn't talk for you guys, but I think you do. Why wouldn't you? Of course you want to. You ever read the fine print that appears when you start browsing in incognito mode on your browser? It says that your activity might still be visible to your employer, your school, your internet service provider. How can they even call it incognito? To really stop people from seeing the sites you're visiting, you need to do what I do and use ExpressVPN. Think about all the times you Wi-Fi at a coffee shop, a hotel. Without ExpressVPN, every single site you visit could be logged by the admin of that network. And that's still true even when you're in that incognito mode. ExpressVPN is an app that encrypts all your network data and reroutes it through the network of secure servers so that your private online activity stays just that, yours, yours in private. The app literally has one button. You tap to connect and your browser automatically is secure from those prying eyes. Don't let them take your info and sell it. It's the worst. I love how easy it is. So will you. Stop letting strangers invade your online privacy. Protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash wow. Use our link, expressvpn.com slash wow, to get three months extra for free. That's expressvpn, E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash wow. And you can learn more right now today. All right, Garrett, tell me about revolts. I'm always into it. You, you know, like you Assassin's, about, uh, Assassin's Creed, yeah, and Assassin's Creed oft, often has some kind of revolt in it. The French Revolution, uh, the whatever. yeah. <laughs> How about a modern revolt? Tell me about one of those. Um, yeah, it's uh, some people want to play other games, as it would turn out, and other people want to make clickbaity headlines about how's the death of World of Warcraft. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, a bunch of famous streamers and YouTubers are playing Final Fantasy instead of World of Warcraft, and um, uh, uh, they have large enough audiences that it's making waves because uh, there's been reports of harassment and zone clogging on the servers that these individuals are playing on um, with uh, many trying to make it a bad time for some of the, these, uh, these streamers mm-hmm. uh, wait times on servers over on final fantasy have shot up wildly. So even regular players were left with some pretty raw queue times. Uh, and one one streamer reportedly made $30,000 in donations in one stream alone. Yeah. Um, in the end, uh, I don't know. I w- I personally would not call this like a mass exodus or anything. I think it would just, be uh, this is more reflective, I think, of the size of these communities based around these these streamers and these content creators. And they can, I mean, I, I don't know what I don't even know how you define a one off, but if they want, they can have a one off that literally lasts a three hour stream, and then they're done with their game, and they can go do something else. So if you wield that kind of community power, and you can just send your army wherever you want it to go, um. I, I, I wonder if that's a lasting impact or not. I, and my, my gut says it's not. Um, but, you know, knowing that one of those streams in particular was up to 200,000 viewers for that stream, it's a lot of people. And I don't mean all those people were pulled out of World of Warcraft and moved to another game, not, not by any stretch, but, but it had to have been somewhat impactful. And I haven't heard, and obviously, if I were Blizzard, I would have nothing to say about this because what are you going to say? Um, they don't need to answer this. This isn't their, you know, it's not their prerogative to answer or to talk about it. Neither is it Final Fantasy 14s, but it does feel significant for whatever reason it feels significant that people are 
turning their, um, it's a little like a review bomb on Steam. People are turning their frustration with the game or 9.1 or whatever it may be, and they're aiming it elsewhere. And, uh, or they're revolting in a way that says, well, screw you, wow, I'm going to go over here for a while or, or whatever. But like you said, probably it's a blip on the radar and they'll all come slinking back and they're probably already back in a lot of ways. Like, I don't know what the wait times are today, but it's probably significantly better. Uh, for players over there, I'm not currently playing Final Fantasy 14, so I couldn't tell you. But, um, and you love that game. Since you love that game so much, this really concerned oh, yeah. you, right? You were super worried about it. Yeah, I am. I'm a I'm a Final Fantasy uh, diehard. Mm-hmm. I'm an expert in the field of the game that I've played for four hours total. Yeah, you love the aesthetic and the and the you know the sort of look of everything. It's your favorite. It's your favorite game. Yes. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. It's opposite day, everybody. You, he hates it. I can tell you. I can tell you so much about that game that looks anime-like. Yeah, it's your favorite. That's definitely. I definitely know more about it than it looks anime. There you go. I know so much more about it. Nailed it. Um, yeah, it's like I said. I, I to me, I just look. At, I, I know there's a lot of there's a lot of hype around this, and I just like. I'm just like it's just big communities that go where their figurehead goes. Like mm-hmm. I don't see why we're making a bigger deal of this. Yeah, it'd be not it wouldn't be that different than you and I today saying, hey, let's all just when we're done here, let's go play Among Us. A bunch of you guys want to play and a bunch of people would go play with us. Like it's it, it's maybe orders of magnitude larger because you're talking about hundreds of thousands of people, but Yeah. But that's kind of it. You exert your influence and people go where you want to go and you got a small army and that's the way that that goes. Um all right. Very interesting stuff. We'll keep an eye, our eye on that and see if anything changes. But now, it's time for this. Oh, that's the beginning. No, that's not. Why isn't this in here? I'll play this one. Ah, yeah, that's right. Transitions. Transitioning. Uh, let's get to our main quest, our story quest today. And um, look at us sticking to a Blizzard topic on a day where we mentioned that we're pulling the camera out. doesn't matter. Blizzard's included in this. So this is the thing we want to talk about. Diablo 2 Resurrected might just be the thing I want most in the year 2021. That's me talking. But I think even maybe Garrett is coming around a little bit. Mm. I, I'm ready to, to nibble crow. I'm not ready to eat it entirely. Well, what will make you eat crow? Playing it and then being blown away? That, that Play, be... Playing it and actually being good. Okay. Yeah. All right. But you, when we saw it on the stream, you were there. We were part of a live stream that watched the announcement. It, you it were looked really like Warcraft on. 3 Reforged 2. Oh man, you were really dark. You were dark on it. it and man, I, I, yeah. I stand by that. Like I, I need people whole hog. Like this is the greatest thing in the world ever to explain to me why they also dumped on Warcraft three reforged. Yeah. That's what I need. And no one's been able, no one's been able to do that. Cause I'm just like, so it's, it controls the same. It just looks better. <laughs> How is that not Warcraft three reforged? Well, and if you if you tell me the make or break is cinematics, I go. Then you're a shallow person. Um, sure. Well, why? So, but, <laughs> but you've come around but, some. So, what changed for you? I have I have come around. Uh, I think what changed was uh, 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 I was watching a Nintendo stream at E3 mm. or whatever. Was it officially E3? I don't know. Might uh, have been. Uh, well, whatever. They're they're one of their videos. whatever. Their yeah. E3 stream. Yeah. Um. So I had my guard down. I didn't have like my analytical hat on. I was just watching Nintendo, which I'm just like. Let's see what's new. Yeah. Like I'm just watching it as a passive consumer of Nintendo products. Um, and they showed like, uh, they started to show a trailer for what I didn't realize at the time was, was Diablo 2 Resurrected. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, huh, this looks pretty cool. Yeah. What is and then thing? I realized like moments later, like actual <laughs> milliseconds later, I'm like, oh shit, this is Diablo 2 Resurrected. Yeah. Um, I was like, ah, crap. I, I kind of want to play this. <laughs> 
So there's a little crow nibbling going on there. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And plus, um, I mean, on a personal level, I'm, I'm like, I kind of want something new to play with my buddy Kyle. <laughs> this would be yeah. perfect. And Kyle's super stoked. Because <laughs> we're done with game. Valheim for right now. Yeah. So. And he's really excited about this. Uh, he is over yeah. the moon. He is, he is, he is my, my person. I, 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 this sounds more aggressive than I, than I want it to sound, but he is, he is my example for Kyle couldn't tell me, couldn't, could not tell me why this excites him in Warcraft three reforged is a dumpster fire. Right. Um, that, that Kyle is the person I was like, well, okay, well convince me, tell, yeah. tell me, articulate why this is, is better. Yeah. He's pretty um, good at that. So yeah, it's, a, I it's, think for yeah. me too, another thing I've been thinking of, and it's something I didn't really consider at the time is that I, I have very little experience with Diablo two. Yeah. I've played Warcraft three a million times through. Yeah. I've, I've beaten that game, not double digits, but at least, at least five times I've beaten sure. Warcraft three. Sure. So going back to it and it's just controlling the same, it was just like, oh, it's, this isn't, I don't think this is enough. This, I'm, I'm kind of interested in exploring it from like an archaeological standpoint. Mm. Yeah, I, I am too. I mean, I played Diablo 2 the most. I mean, if I have a, everyone's got their, their Blizzard crack entry to the Blizzard game space. And for me, it probably was the Diablo series more than anything else. I'd played Warcraft and Warcraft 2 and um, before that, Orcs and Humans. And I played, um, starcraft to death but i think it's warcraft that really stuck for me or sorry uh diablo and diablo 2 in particular like that game was just like oh my gosh this is the future this is all i care about this is all i want i know it wasn't true at the time but i thought that the weapons were infinite the game was doing a magic trick and it it was never going to run out of unique weapons but really what it was doing is giving me lots of different numbers on some of the same weapons but it didn't matter in my head it was infinite and forever and you could play and play and play and play and never get tired of it. And to me, that was a new way to, to even look at a game because every other game had a beginning and an end or it was multiplayer. And this had endless potential. And I have similar fond feelings for three in that regard. I could play it and play it and play it and just really, you know, just you could you could just keep going. Now, obviously, there's a limit and I'm not playing either of those games currently, but um, what they're doing here looks really nice. Yes, a few other things to keep in mind. This thing's coming to... Windows, of course, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, all of it in September of 2021, and all of those are cross-progression. So you start a game on your Switch, you continue it on your PC and finish it up on your Xbox, saves across the board, everybody's uh, continuing their progression no matter where they go. Uh, that also means controller works on PCs, so if that's your jam, you can do it. Um, I, I would assume they learned a lot from how uh, three controlled on consoles and it was pretty great. So um, that's something I'm looking forward to there. This is a joint project between Blizzard and Vicarious Visions. The devs responsible for the excellent Tony Hawk remasters of one and two. And they are now, well, they were already in Activision studio, but they're, they're really in bed with Blizzard at the moment while they work on this. And um, it's pretty cool that players of the old game are happy too, because they've been told anyway, that the game's original graphics, the game's network stuff, uh, its core systems, its balance, all of that is still there untouched. And in, in case, in terms of the graphics, it's just a keystroke away. So if you don't like the new overlaid 3D stuff, you can just hit G. I understand it's a G key. And boom, you're looking at old old Diablo. I, is, I bet if it's on the PC, you can probably put it on whatever key you want. You can probably, re, yeah, you can probably reassign re, uh, it. I mean, probably even with controller as well, I'm assuming. But um, that seems pretty neat, switching around and all that. I can't wait to kind of see how that works. But 
The cutscenes are getting remastered, as you mentioned. It supports 4K, 7.1 Dolby surround sound. Um, that makes sense for especially for TVs and stuff with with good sound systems. And uh, like I said, the controller work with it as well. So those are some of the the basics. There's also some options, like some quality of life options that people are going to like. Uh, I don't know how many people knew this before, but the addition of a shared stash lets players transfer items between their own characters. It used to be you'd have to make a an extra mule character and treat him like a like a walking stash monster and, and swap things with him and then back to your other characters. It was kind of a terrible way to do it. That's gone now. Uh, players can automatically pick up gold like in Diablo 3 or they can turn that on. If they want to, they want old score, you got to click on the gold. I don't know who you are out there that like that, but if you are, it's in there. But you can- I, I like this. Give us the options. If you want it to be like a one-to-one recreation, cool. And if you want to let us opt into some quality of life changes, go for it. I'm definitely going to have automatic gold yeah. pickup turned on. But yeah, yeah. we'll yeah, see how this I, one feels I to really you. Like that approach. As someone who didn't play it before, let me t- let me see how this lands on you, uh, or play much of it before. The game now reminds players to spend skill points, but reminds them that the skill point allocation is permanent. You don't get to change your mind. This isn't runes in three where you can just like swap it in anytime you want or do whatever change you want to do. You lock one in, whatever that skill is. It's yours for the run of that character forever. No respect. How do you feel? How's that make you feel? Uh, very, very <laughs> lightly anxious. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> I for from one a game thing- design standpoint, though, that's cool. It, it it adds weight to your decision. Yeah. No, you're you're right. It does add weight to your decision. Like it's a big decision to make if you're going to do I don't know um, some passive that will affect the rest of the game. You better know you want it. And the only reason I don't like it is because the min-maxing will happen. Everyone does. And you're all going to go find one guide per class, and you're going to stick to that guide. That's that's my only real problem with it because there's no real great way. Well, there is no way to respect in the game. And uh, I don't know how I don't know how modern gamers are going to feel about that. Like, that feels one like you might want to make it an option. Like, give them a difficulty level where you can't. But maybe lighten up on it for others who are just wanting to experiment and fiddle with their characters and maybe even make it cost a ton of gold. I don't know. There's there's ways around this uh, to make it, you know, interesting. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's looking like that's 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 something you're going to be able to do. Um, Also, the remaster allow players to import saves from original Diablo two in single player and continue from that point. So I don't know who these people are. That is such a cool feature. It really is. That seems like so grossly unnecessary. But just so, like, obviously, it is not going to affect me in the slightest. I <laughs> I do not have a Diablo 2 save. No. I, I'm going to go unearth the the swivel arm iMac that I learned how to code on in high school that had a Diablo 2 demo on it. I'm going to go find my save from that and bring it in. <laughs> like, that, that, that's my experience with Diablo 2. Yeah. No, I feel uh, you. We, we, but I'll right. tell you what, if I ever found mine, I'm not sure mine isn't like hacked. Like, I think I played around toward the end where my save was kind of hacked around so I could do like some level 70s. Like they were cheats that let you just jump to 70 and then have all the stuff you wanted and swap out gear at will. And like, I was just kind of, yeah. de- I was just kind of messing with things. I wasn't cheating online, but I was doing stuff locally that was just for fun. And I think I, I doubt you can use that. It's my guess because that required some modding and. I don't think this thing supports mods, so yeah, better not do what I'm. I mean, I think I even have those saves on a hard drive, but I'm not going to do it. 
uh, I'm afraid I'll corrupt something or get in trouble. So anyway, <laughs> it's pretty interesting to watch all of this. There's big competition coming. Path of Exile 2 delayed. We don't know when that's happening, but sometime in the next year, probably. Thank you, COVID. Yeah, thanks, COVID. Lost Ark coming out this uh, this year, finally, to the States and the Western world. It's an action RPG, but a lot of MMO trappings in it. That looks really rad, so I'm excited to get my hands on it. And then Blizzard's own Diablo 4, which, you know, in a lot of ways, Resurrected continues to feel like a stopgap between the, you know, for the release of that game. It's like, you know, we want you guys to be pacified, to use a term Patrick would love right now, and hold off for Diablo 4. Well, how can we keep you happy? How about this little throwback with new with new clothes? Here you go. Don't bug us about 4. We're off here working on it. That's kind of how this feels. Not that that's bad. Dude, would, Diablo 4 looks so good. That last update they put out. Yeah, I want it now. Yeah, there were a lot, I had a lot of, I don't know, I had a lot of feelings when I watched that. <laughs> I'm excited about that game in ways that are that, that's hard to describe. But um, I yeah. really enjoyed Diablo 3. Yeah, um, yeah, I did too. I'm, the more I learned about how that thing was hamstrung and was supposed to have more expansions, the angrier it makes me. <laughs> Dude, you're telling me when we we learned about that expansion that just straight up got dropped before they even before they even gave it time to see if a their fixes post auction real money auction house you know went into effect and b the first expansion even hit to see how it did. I was really pissed. That's maybe the some of the most pissed I've been about games at Blizzard and weird stuff happening behind the scenes because I yeah, think they yeah, just, the launch was without a doubt uh, problematic to say the least, but. My God, Reaper Souls was so good. It's so good in the long term, like Loot 2.0 and forward. It's in my top eight games ever. I love Diablo, man. I love it. I'm ready for more Diablo. Even that new season, season 27 or whatever it is, they're doing some weird stuff in there. I want to. I want to check it out this round. Uh, and it's been long enough time that I think I could use a little Diablo in my life. That game's almost. I could be. Ago. I could be convinced. It's been quite a while since I dipped dipped in there. Let me know. I'll. I'll come blow things up with you. Yeah. We are now, I'm sorry, nine years, almost 10 years away from the anniversary of the release of Diablo uh, 3. Wow. <laughs> you can, I think you can, yeah, back to that white box. That's my collector's edition. I, ooh. Yeah. It was a slow day when I had an office job that day. I yeah. called around so many places and someone, someone came to Best Buy and they're like, oh, I just said I don't need this. Can I buy the cheaper version? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I called Best Buy. They're like, yeah, we got one that the guy didn't want. Do you want it? I'm like, yes. Yes, mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, you do. Of course you do. Yeah. All I right. Think that's, Quick note here. Yeah, that's that's my most prized collector's edition. Well, you should. You should have that happily on display. My favorite is, um, I think, the Legion one because it has the most signatures. But also I have a really cool Miss Pandaria with a ton of signatures and a Diablo 3 that I've never opened. Okay, oh, you know Mr. what it Flexi, is. It's this. Yeah, you've just gotten all the signatures in the world. Here's what it is. Hold on. This might be my most prized Blizzard item. They were going to make a skateboard and have it on their store. They never did it, but they made this one deck uh, printed and everything. It's all done. Doesn't have any wheels. Well, you on. got a one-off. Yeah, I got a one-off. Oh, you. Oh, you were just. You're just. You're just the worst, Scott. And all you're, of the you're devs. Just the worst. <laughs> it's all signed by devs with Sharpie pen. All there's no. There's no beating Scott on the Blizzard swag game. Yeah. There just isn't. You, I'm pretty can't happy be done. with it. Pretty happy with it. So yeah, Diablo. Obviously, I love it. And make please have more of it. So resurrected. Let's go. I'll play a little three. Ah! 
Oh, geez, that's not good. I'll play a oh. little three. It's fine. It's good. Land on the right, right side. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> you just explained the story of where that came from. Oops. Now we know. Now yeah, there it is, everybody. The one-off. Yep. That's probably God knows how much that would sell for on eBay. Yep. Uh, now, now tarnished forever. Maybe, maybe I can sell the NFT of the video of me dropping it, and then the thing itself. And now everyone's everyone's happier. I got. I, oh, yeah, I know. Go, what's go going for on. it. Crypto future is here. All right. Uh, stick around for after the show, everybody. When the show ends today, chat room, you're getting a little special, uh, special one-off. Right after the show ends, we are giving somebody in the chat a heroic edition of the World of Warcraft Shadowlands. At a fan, send one in. Says, "Hey, I want to give this code away on the show." His name is Chris. Did I write it down? Yep. Christopher sent this in and uh, very kind of him. It is a digital code to enter on. Oh, thanks, Chris Metzen. That was very kind of you to send in this code. Ah, different Chris, I'm afraid. Good to know you're still getting blizz bucks. His last name is P. Uh, (laughs) It starts with a P. I don't want to give his whole name away. But anyway, uh, if you want a if you're not already playing Shadowlands or if you have it, you're just like, hey, I want the second one just for kicks or I want heroic and get the upgrade. uh, It'll be one of yours at the end of today's program. But first, we have to do this. Mr. Johnson, I have, I have questions. All right, uh, we're doing emails. And here's an email that came to us at theinstance at gmail.com. You're encouraged to use that. Tell us what you think about some of our ideas and our changes as we go forward. Um, give us some time to rip the Band-Aid off, though, everybody. You know, we gotta, it's not going to happen overnight. But yeah, whatever. Send us your thoughts, your feelings, your whatevers. We'd love to hear from you. Gary wrote in and said, Hey, Scott, listening to The Instance 638, uh, about the news about Lightforge, and it got me wondering about moving from one game company to another. Uh, this is hilarious because today there's a whole thing happening at the White House about um, non-competes and NDAs, trying to loosen that up and not let companies have so much strict uh, control over people once they leave. Uh, but anyway, uh, he says, uh, are there no restrictions for going to work for another competitor in the video game company? In my industry, the automotive painting industry, I have signed a non-disclosure agreement or NDA with my current company that precludes me from working with a competitor in the same industry for X amount of years if I happen to leave the company. It's not the same in a video game industry, or I'm sorry, is this not the same in the video game industry or does working at an MMORPG different from working at a standalone RPG, a MOBA, a phone app? Uh, and so uh, an NDA would not apply. It just seems odd to me that someone would jump so quickly from one video game company to another Uh, Thanks. Love the show. Well, they actually don't. You notice that there was about a year where you heard nothing from Morheim, heard nothing from Rob Pardo, heard not much from Chris Metzen outside of this show. That's because they had NDAs. That was the reason. Yeah, but I think it it depends. You're talking about upper leadership, upper uh, like actual leadership there. Right. Uh, I think that's that is the case for them. I do not believe that is the case for people like animators, effects designers, programmers, community managers, all of that kind of stuff, because they switch willy nilly between studios all the time. Pretty often. Yeah. I think it just, in it, it not only you're, you're right, but it also depends on the company. Like, I don't know that blizzard does it the same way as anybody else does it. Depends on the company, depends on the role. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a big difference between NDA and non-compete. I'm certain they have NDAs. I'm sure like, they don't go to riot and they're like, here's all the secrets of blizzard. <laughs> yeah. Here yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe they do in, in secret, but if they're done, if it's done in a, in a very uh, obvious public way, then yeah, that way uh, litigation lies. It does feel like Greg Street left and was immediately a riot. So maybe he didn't have one. That seems like one where you would have a non-compete, but maybe you didn't have one. I don't know. Um, 
some of these people may negotiate in their contracts that they don't want one, or if they have one, they get other benefits for having one. Like there's a, it's a also, lot more if anyone's complicated. out there and can tell, cause I'm wondering if maybe there's like just an industry standard, like three months or something for, for developer positions or something of that nature. Cause I do feel like when people are like, yeah, today was my last day of blizzard. I'll let you know what's going on soon. There's usually a small pause before we end up hearing where they're going. Like yeah. Kyle dates right. from the heroes of the storm team. Um, apparently been working on World of Warcraft for a little while now. I was unaware of that, but he just left Blizzard mm. and did the whole, I'll let you know my next cycle of journey soon, but but didn't announce right away. Yeah, because he probably can't. He's probably got some limited, limited. Makes me, yeah, it makes me, because like a lot of, I, a lot of places. But non-competes are usually like not, they're not about how soon you can do it. They're about you literally not being able to work in the same business, which gets to the core of, of Gary's question, I think. Is it different in this industry versus others? I mean, any industry where someone's very specific skills and knowledge of what you were doing at that prior company, they see that as a as a you know a liability if you go somewhere else because you're going to take secrets or you're going to take competitive knowledge or whatever. You're going to go over there and do other stuff. Um, personally, I think in an, a true open market, I don't think a non compete should exist. I, I don't know why they do. Like <laughs> somebody wants to argue to me why. I understand why individual companies like this. Don't get me wrong. No, I get it. I'm just saying, why is that? Why are we allowing that? Like, if it's if we're truly talking about anti-competitive behavior being bad, that feels like anti-competitive behavior to me. Uh, Either they're happy where they are, that's your company working, or they're not. And if they aren't happy, part of that is either you didn't pay them enough or you didn't do whatever, or they just suck and want to leave. But either way, true competition is do what you want, go where you want, open market, yeehaw, baby. So... So I don't know. Yeah, there's the someone in the chat room mentions patents. That's a whole other wax ball. I don't want to melt. But uh, yeah, I don't know what it has to do with wax or melting. <laughs> I mean, do we, do we really know if you want to get into that? It's like, well, welcome to corporate America, Scott. Yeah, that's a good point. Welcome but also, to- doesn't upper leadership make enough already? Do we want to incentivize paying them even more and leaving less on the table for the rest of us? Yeah, now that's a good point. I hadn't, I hadn't looked at it like, from that like angle. What, what knock-on effect does that have? Yeah. Stuff I'm not thinking um, of, clearly. Because I didn't even think about that. But you're right. Yeah. You're right. I had to sign a non-compete once. It was dumb because I didn't go anywhere after that was in the same business. But they thought it was important. So they made me sign one. And, and Oh, yeah. I've, I've worked yeah. I've had non-competes as well. Yeah. And I did it. And it dumb was places fine. like sign shops. Yeah. I did it as a graphic designer for a sign shop. Mine was for uh, mine was for a company that made custom computers for like university and hospitals. And they really didn't want me to go to any of their competitors, but I didn't want to, I was getting out of that business, not just that company. I was like, I am out of here. So I'll sign your non-compete who gives a shit. And then I did not. I just need, I just need a job. Yeah. But also see there's, there's, there's technicalities here, right? So you may say, Let's say you're at Blizzard, you're a systems designer on the back end, a network designer. Cool. Non-compete means you can't go do that. But could you go be a UI director on a cell phone game? Maybe. It's just an art position. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know how that stuff works. I am no corporate lawyer, nor do I fully grasp the, uh, you know, the ins and outs of all that stuff. But non-competes and NDA, well, NDAs I get. Non-competes kind of rub me wrong but then again if you're agreeing to them maybe that's that's open market is that your company gets to make those and you decide if you're going to sign one or not to get the job so maybe that's 
that's open to market enough. I don't know. I, I would argue from how how much people move studios in the games industry, whatever restrictions there are, they do not strike me as particularly restrictive or or enforced. Maybe that's it. You know, maybe they just aren't enforcing them that much. They could if they want, but you know, if somebody leaves and goes up the road to riot, oh, I don't know. Uh, these these studios are pretty litigious. I feel like if 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 there was a clear breach of contract, that there'd be a lawyer knocking. Yeah. Or in the case of usually uh, studios the size of Riot and Activision Blizzard, a team of lawyers knocking. Good point. Uh, do you have a take on this uh, Tencent? So they own Riot, so it made me think of it. But Tencent wants to start in China because the Chinese government's so hardcore on not letting kids play games for too long. Mm-hmm. They're going to put in, um, they are suggesting, they haven't done it yet, but they're talking about using people's webcams to continually verify that the pers- the kid playing is under the age or whether or not the kid is under the age of 19 or not. And that's how they determine whether they're allowed to play for a certain amount of hours or whatever. How's that land on you as an American with freedom? How do you, how do you feel? Oh, that, yeah, that, 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 that triggers my red, white, and blue for sure. <laughs> yeah, it does me too. It does me too. As soon as I heard it, I like, no. Oh, dude. Oh man. Oh, as someone who, who loves to revel in the gray area of, of America and it's, self-image is being land of the free yeah um yeah dude yeah give me my captain america shield that is no no i am not okay with that that's yeah. that's that seems horrible yeah um, seems like a raw raw deal raw there deal. is a part of my brain go that brain though that goes how, how is that even possible right. because <laughs> I, I i got carded the other day i don't know about well, you man. i don't think i look under 21 no you don't i don't look <laughs> i know i don't but i got carded the other day at a place that just says they card everybody so i, I couldn't take it as a compliment unfortunately they just yeah. card everyone but yeah well anyway I, um, if they end up doing that good i luck. do want to know how the tech works because there's no way that works how does that work well, I think that dude, AI and facial recognition stuff is way beyond. Like if I, if I, I take, I'm going to take Katie's makeup. I'm going to fill in all these, these lines on my forehead. <laughs> all right. I'm going right. to, I'm going to get, I'm going to go to my, my dermatologist that helps me with the weird wart on my elbow. I'm going to have her do some filler on the bags on my eyes yeah. and uh, I'm just gonna make myself look super young do and it. do it. Get a bunch of false positives well, flagged the, on this. Uh, that's the other thing. There, there absolutely will be false positives, and there will be people who use fil- filters that they program to make yourself look younger. Like, I can do that on TikTok in five minutes. I, I'm going to call up Johnny Knoxville, get an old man <laughs> mask so that I can play Diablo as long as I want. Your own personal Deckard Kane. I like it. It's a fantastic. <laughs> Stay idea. a while and continue playing. Yeah, keep playing your game until you're too tired and haven't eaten. All right, uh, there you go. That's your emails, and that is uh, the email address, theinstance at gmail.com. Be like Gary and send in your thoughts, your comments, your feelings. We'd love to hear them. Uh, in the meantime, don't forget to check out more stuff from Garrett over at amove.tv. Lots of, lots of fun stuff going on there. And, of course, frogpants.com for all my extra business happening. Theinstance.net is our webpage. As I mentioned, some of those changes we talked about will take place over there over the coming days and weeks. So watch for that. Uh, we're always on Twitter, though, at Scott Johnson, at Garrett Art, at Instance Show. And when Patrick's around, not Patrick. Uh, more shows like this at frogpants.com. Garrett, anything else you want to say before we uh, get out of here? No, no, just uh, as always, uh, check out amove.tv. Um, last week's Into the Nexus, we had the new balance designer from Heroes of the Storm on. Oh. Uh, as, I am, as I understand the first interview with the new balance designer, 
Um, so go check out uh, the last episode of Into the Nexus with uh, with Kofalt from the Heroes of the Storm development team. Wow, that's awesome. Is Kofalt? It's his. It's his. You know, pseudonym. It's not really his name, right? Is his real last name? <laughs> I want, really? Yes. It, okay. Well, uh, I don't want to make he fun. He was it's a pro awesome. player for Cloud Nine that went by Rarjar. That eventually he got hired by Blizzard oh, and cool. stopped playing professionally. All right. Hey, look. Whatever. Farm that old pro league. They're not doing anything else right now except playing Dota and League. Anyway, uh, well, there you go. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for being here. And we'll be back next time. Not sure who will be with me, but I'm planning on being here Friday. We'll figure it out. Garrett, have a fantastic uh, little uh, vacation. You, uh, you deserve it. And uh, oh, Thanks, man. I'm yeah. going to relax real hard. Don't take any smelly margaritas or anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> we'll see you guys I'll next just, time. I'll just make them myself. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.